0: More than words, episode seven. Hello, and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams, and I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Hello. Welcome, Pastor Wes. How's it going? Excellent. Yeah. I hope it will continue to be excellent.
1: <laughs> I'm holding a Nerf gun right now. It's a lot of
0: fun. Oh man, talk about the pressure of her. Life of a, a youth podcast. pastor. Life of man. a youth pastor.
1: At least every other day you're holding a nerf gun. So (laughs) and if you're not holding
0: a nerf gun, you're holding a water balloon. So actually Yeah, actually it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I found myself
1: randomly holding a water balloon the other day and I was like, Why? There's nothing going on.
0: Ah, the things they don't teach you in school.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, in youth ministry. (laughs) It's so much technical work and then you start your job and you're just like, What do I do now? Because you have to plan things, you have to get that out. But when you're planning events, it's it's so it's like, interesting. Huh?
0: Am I gonna throw water balloons or shoot the kids with Nerf guns? Exactly.
1: You never know. And that's why we're doing two of those events this summer. Excellent. with Next week we are doing uh, water games and worship mm-hmm. um, for both senior high and junior high. And then the week after we're doing a Nerf night with our junior highs before our senior high camp out, which is going to be awesome. Nice. But yeah, so might as well get both in the summer. Yeah.
0: yeah Get all the summer fun in. It's nice to um, connect with the kids kind of differently. I know you guys have a lot of fun during uh, youth nights, but mm-hmm. I think during the summer, it's really nice to have um, times of community for the Yeah, kids, just kind of right? bonding times. Yeah.
1: And, so and I have to say, where we were core now in Julie's office, like I get to look out the window, and it's such a beautiful day out. Yeah. Like it's not too hot, yep. which we finally have a break from the humidity, which oh, is yeah. really nice. So, it is just it looks fantastic yeah yeah people always people told me they're like when you move to lane for like what are you what are you gonna like look at though like there's it's just fields and i'm like yeah awesome it's wonderful <laughs>
0: yeah well we have lots of beautiful places in Niagara. oh exactly
1: there's so many nice things yeah i know our former former uh pastor pat hands favorite mm-hmm. place was balls falls yes um so which i when we went there for um what was it kickoff Yeah. Kickoff last year. That was my first time there. Oh yeah. And it was oh it was incredible. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. It was so great. I'm not gonna point out the youth who definitely caused trouble. You know who you are. Um (laughs) and you know what happened. So yeah. All right, you ready to jump in? Wow, sure am. All right. So (laughs) with it being episode seven, we're kinda going through main topics, I guess. So each every three episodes we're gonna be doing a main another main topic. Mm -hmm. So these next three episodes are gonna be are about learning to surrender. Okay. Um it's a really interesting topic because Mm -hmm. learning to surrender is one of the hardest things we can do in life for sure Um, especially with god so to start i want to read genesis 4 verses 3 to 5 and this is what it says when it was time for the harvest cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the lord abel also brought gifts some also brought a gift the best of his firstborn lambs from his flock the lord accepted abel and his gift but he did not accept cain and his gift this made Cain very angry and looked dejected. You no, know, it was um because it was God's design that Adam to be the head of the household, he probably thought his boy he probably taught his boys how to worship. Um and you know what God really required of both of them. Yeah. So obediently both of his sons, Cain and Abel, brought an offering to the Lord, but one was accepted, but Cain's offering, um Cain's offering and Cain himself was were, they were rejected yeah um so but why 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 did this happen you know if we compare both Cain's gift and Abel's the difference actually is really clear mm-hmm. and we've had these questions in youth before we're used to like why did God accept Abel's not Cain's like what's wrong with you know um one of the youth said actually this is this was at my previous previous church when I was just a volunteer like small group leader one of the kids when we talked with is that why did why didn't he accept the vegetables vegetables are better than then like meat
0: i don't think that it's the gift itself i think it was like if you're reading kind of between the lines he presented some of his crops so it doesn't it doesn't sound like the sum mm-hmm. of his crops yeah were maybe um the best or yeah. and you know i can't help but wonder if god also saw their heart in it and saw that um, yeah abel gave the best firstborn lamb Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to give, yeah, he want uh, that's what was required of him. And Cain was like, "Well, I want to keep this for myself, or sell mm-hmm. it, or something." I don't know. Yeah. I'm speculating, but yeah, that's because, my guess.
1: Because you're right, Abel did give, you know, the firstborn of his flock. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, he brought God his best. Whereas yeah. Cain, you know, didn't bring the best. He brought, like you said, a sum, like a tithe. Yeah, And, you know, he was actually holding back in that offering or in that will with God. And the fact is holding back on God can actually reflect our heart that doesn't truly trust. Yes. Because in our lives today, you know, we, there's a lot of times where we, we, we want to trust or we need Mm -hmm. to trust and we can struggle in that. And to actually be able to, what ends up happening is we hold back a lot Yeah, where we say, all right, God, I'm going to give you like 10% of the steering wheel but I control the other 90. Yeah. Or, you know, there's other people who are like, well, I don't know who made the song, but like Jesus Take the Wheel.
0: Are you going to sing for us? Carry no, on, I'm Carrie not going to sing. A,
1: not, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I kept thinking Kelly Clarkson.
0: So close. Yeah, I know. So far yeah. away, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but, some people are like, Jesus, take all of it. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want in control. And I think that both both have their reasoning and I think for some people um holding back you know it feels as though letting go is too scary or it causes too much anxiety or and I get that that's that's a fully understandable I think mm-hmm. I think for any of us there's certain situations in our life like we just think of our mundane everyday situations we want control on that yeah like let's be honest everyone is a terrible backseat driver at, at some least, way or another. At we're, least
0: in your mind you are. Yeah. Probably.
1: Because we want to be in control. We want to be able to like... I really struggled with at the beginning. If I didn't know where we we're going, like, I didn't know the exact directions, I would struggle with that. Yeah. And where Carrie would be all of a sudden like, I know where we're going. I don't need maps. I'd be sitting there like freaking out in my mind. I'm like, you have no idea where we're going. We're going to get lost. <laughs> this is wonderful. But it, it would happen like that. And so when it came to my relationship with God and trusting God to actually provide and put me in a place, I struggled with that. I'm like, cause I like to pinpoint where things are going to go. I like to map it out Yeah. where it ended up being my third year of university and not knowing what life is going to bring after graduation, not knowing what is going to happen in ministry. Not like I didn't feel like I really had a place mm-hmm. um, at my previous church. And, and then Trusting that God, I I don't know what's gonna happen, but I, I like something's gotta happen. Like I I didn't do all this and all this money and everything just to work a regular job out there somewhere. Like something has to, and God did provide. Like God provided me with Wayfleet and Hooray! brought me here, and it's wonderful <laughs> and it's amazing. I was so thankful for that. Um, and it's it's all in that trust and being able to let things go and learning to actually surrender that trust over. And so when it comes to can and Able, um. This idea of holding back reflects, you know, the heart and doesn't truly trust God. So Cain was knowingly and purposely holding back on God and almost sabotaging his own relationship, you know, with God. And we are when when we're fully aware of areas in our lives that are sinful or we refuse to surrender them, we're in danger because God is still there and is like, guys, like I can do this. I got the control. Like you yeah. all you gotta do is give that. If if verse three stood alone, would we think that Cain is a great example of what God wants in a follower?
0: What's verse three say?
1: Um uh, let me get When it was time for the harvest, yep.
0: Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Yep. Abel also brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock.
1: That's verse three. So if From the outside, it appears as though Cain was doing exactly as he should.
0: Oh, he brought a gift. He, he brought a asked gift. to bring a gift.
1: But we know from a deeper study that his heart was not right. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus in his day had several encounters with people doing similar things to Cain. No, and here's how he describes him. And this is Matthew 23, verse 27, 28. He said, What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look, right, look, look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Those are tough to hear. Yeah. Like those are that. That's brutal. Yeah. And the thing is, the life of a Pharisee is a trap, and it's easy to fall into. You know, simply going through the motions of what we think a follower of Jesus is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And I, I, from the outside, before I was a Christian, I kind of thought Christians were hypocrites. Because mm-hmm. you say you go to church on Sunday and live these perfect lives, but then at the same time... You're messing up. I see, I see yeah. you, like we see you. And so for many of us, I think there needs to be a trust in God and actually saying trusting God and saying the areas of our life that we struggle with that we that we go through we actually need to surrender to God and be like hey you know what I can't do this on my own or yeah, I see it. that this is mm-hmm. an issue but I need help yeah and so this idea of a steering wheel
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we talk about it's a, it's a really easy concept I think for us in our world today yeah. or for the youth who cannot drive right now okay I think this is the perfect example because we live in Wayne Fleet yes your dirt bike, okay, awesome. <laughs> your four wheeler, your four wheeler, yeah. whatever it is, and for all those youths who you know run back and forth on their four wheelers through our parking lot, um, <laughs> also that. So the thing is, that steering wheel analogy, I think, is actually being able to give God the majority of the control. Yeah. Because the thing is, if we just say God, I'm, I'm just gonna trust that you, can fix this and do all of it. So
0: should we only give Him the majority, or should we? that's the thing (laughs) because
1: some people will say you need to give 100 all of it but i i think there also is a partnership to it that we are meant to walk with god and meant to beautifully be in partnership and work on things together because if we if we are just going to say god you do all of it and we expect god to fix all of it and do all of it but if we're not willing to also take the step to walk alongside him through it so i think yes we are meant to give god the majority of it and maybe our our area of partnership in that is trusting in God and actually praying to God and communicating with God and walking through that time of life and hoping that God can open those doors and do all those things and trusting that he will and so I think that what the steering wheel almost needs to be like is this 99 to 1 percent
0: hmm.
1: or even maybe it needs to be a hundred percent because God can do all that yeah um where was I um but this whole life of people you know pass on the back or like you know you're being a muff or a Christ follower all these things of you know being great looking on the outside but actually not doing things on the inside it's such a common thing and I think many people would hear this and be like yeah I, nah, we all connect with it yeah because there's definitely areas in all of our lives where we're like yeah I can do that but I don't I don't do all of it and Mm-hmm. Or I I can't surrender that, but to be near God, we we actually have a really big option that is to actually surrender it, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing surrendering. I think people get confused with surrender in our world today because they think surrendering is giving up. Mm-hmm. Surrendering is meaning that you just you've given up and you're not. I'm do- waving the white flag. You're waving I'm the going white flag. down. Yeah. But this kind of surrender is different. Mm-hmm. This kind of surrender is being able to let go, being yeah. able to say. Of all the things we hold back from God, of being there and saying no more, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let that slow me down. We do this at youth groups sometimes when we have like a big retreat or something like that. We say, no, I don't want whatever is going on in my life, this the sin that's going on in my life that's just holding me back, or whatever maybe, to actually let that go and give. So we we would write papers on it and we would throw those papers in the fire, be like mm-hmm. God, I'm I'm letting this go. I'm not going to let this hold me back. And it's super emotional. It's a wonderful. Yeah. It's a great time. In John eight, I think perfectly. Says that, and it says so. If the sun sets you free, you are truly free.
0: Hmm.
1: That is this it's this trust in in Jesus to actually be like God. I'm I'm gonna walk with you in my daily life, and I know that I'm gonna struggle, and there's gonna be things, but I know that you're there, and it's 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 this wonderful partnership of being able to surrender to God and be like, I don't want all this control. I need to let you have it. And so, how does this actually relate to us in today? You know, today we don't offer animal sacrifice to that church.
0: Oh, I really hope just not. Just kidding. Yeah, Julie's like, wait, wait. Ooh, no, I'm kidding. Next
1: Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but here is how this would apply in our lives. Paul tells us in the book of Romans that we are no longer taught that we no longer offer animal sacrifice to God, but instead we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Mm, yeah. It's a. It's this. Um, is Romans twelve verse one and two. Says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you, let them be living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. Don't let God transform you into Oh, well, yeah. but let sorry, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. And if you continue reading Romans twelve, you get to Romans. Um, wait, wait, no, nope. I we was I was just saying. said it. Yeah, one of my favorite verses is Romans twelve two, and this one says, "Do not copy the behavior and the customs of the world." The NIV version says, "Do not um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, yeah. that you may test what is God's will, His perfect and pleasing and good will, mm-hmm. and so." I think that in our world say we love the first half of that verse as Christians. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Easy. I don't like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do all this, but to actually allow our minds to be transformed, to surrender, to mm-hmm. give to God that, no, I'm going to let you take the control on this. And to remember that God actually intends good things for us. hmm to remember that all is bad and everything... All this awfulness in the world is not it's not of God. No. But that God actually does the great and amazing things and opens those doors for us and, and brings us into peace and community and love and has so much compassion for us. And so if God, you know, is not in control of your life and you're, and you're kind of like Cain, you're holding back on what we kind of offer to God, then I think... We may need to actually work on giving God that total control. Mm -hmm. And I think what that really starts out with is communication and actually talking with God and letting some of those things go. Because some of the most important things that we can do is what we talk about in our world today. The most important thing you do is talk to someone and let things off your heart. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But we need to really do that with God. And so what i challenge us what i hope that we can do is in in all of our relationships because we all have a relationship with god is that we can really start to learn to talk with god and let these things go and give him control and and surrender ourselves that we may live for god and that idea of surrendering ourselves isn't that you know some people have read that and be like oh i'm surrendering so i don't do anything anymore but rather no you're surrendering to walk with god daily because it is a surrender to walk with god daily to to read his word daily to to communicate with him daily it's it's all part of that and so i encourage us to do this with jesus to walk with jesus and to really go at it with him
0: mm-hmm. thank you wes that's a good challenge or good encouragement for this week um if you'd like to get in touch with pastor wes you can reach him at wes at com, and my email address is julie at com. so thanks so much for tuning in and we'll connect with you next week have a great week
1: bye